Hello and welcome to Babe Cave. I am Amanda Pollock and this is the Babe Cave Book Club March 2020 bonus episode with good friends, uh, a friend of the show. I think you've all missed her. Sasha A. Ali. Number one. Number one. Guys, remember? <laughs> It's me, Sash, your pal. <laughs> yes, go back um, to, I, I, that was where the number one came from. You were the first guest, the Sasha A. Ali episode. Um, That's my origin story. That's <laughs> your origin story. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, but yay, I'm so excited we're doing this again and we're talking about Jane Austen's unfinished manuscript Sanditon and uh, I we also I saved this because um, there's the masterpiece theater series that shook us all <laughs> it really did <laughs> I mean I texted you uh, once I finished it and I was like, okay, because I legit, I did cry because I was so into it. And then <laughs> that, and we don't have, we'll get to that. But anyway, I was like, I am shook and Sasha is going to be shook and I can't wait to see what she says. Yeah. When I got your text, I was like, oh my God, what happened? And that's because I had watched like the first three episodes and then wasn't able to stay up on it and I was like oh I'll marathon it later yeah. so then I get a text from you out of the blue that was like oh my god what etc cetera, etc cetera. and I was like holy crap what happened and you go did you watch and I go no I have to marathon it and you said um oh my god when you watch text me and I go will I know what you're talking about <laughs> and you're like yeah you will know so I then I marathoned it and then I texted you and I immediately knew <laughs> what you were talking about. I too was shocked. I was shook, as you said. Oh my gosh. I, so I have to say too, like I, um, I'm, I'm skeptical. Well, I was, I don't know how skeptical I was with this one. Cause I was like, Oh, it's kind of fun because this is her last work. You know, it could, this show could just be whatever it wants to be. Um, but I was really surprised by how the entire series, it felt, I know there's like, some people are like, don't touch the work of Jane Austen. But I felt like it was a really good adaptation and like expansion on, on her work, but it also felt true to like other stories of hers. Yeah, there was a lot of commonality and tropes like that were touched that were always in her stuff mm -hmm. um in the beginning i was like why are y'all gonna do this because everyone feels like they know an author that they like mm -hmm. um and for me i was just trying to put myself in her shoes thinking if i had a piece that was unfinished that i didn't get to proofread and edit and change and make it up to my standards and i died midway through <laughs> i'd be annoyed personally if anyone touched it because i'd be like that's not my finished work. The fact that it's not finished and I didn't give it to you finished means that it's not finished. So why are y'all touching it? Because it would be something I'm not proud of yet. 
So I was thinking if I was Jane Austen, Austen, I'd be so freaking annoyed. But as I began to watch it and enjoy the characters and all that, by the end of it, I was like, you know what, guys, it's not even her piece anymore because she didn't get to finish it. So now this is its own thing. Let's go for season two, three, four, five, like Poldark. I was like, let's do it. But Poldark had its own series of, uh, you know, it was like a whole bunch of books by this author that, you know, Jane Austen didn't have the same luxury, you know, to do that in her lifetime. But so I was just like, oh, I want it to be, you know, something that we at least have three or four or five seasons of. Because I, I, like you said, thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, my gosh. I mean, and you talk about the unfinished portion. And it's, I thought a lot about that because um, people, like, I, I looked up, like, a lot of just kind of commentary on it. And people, you know, the the note that they had was there's a lot of dialogue um, in the manuscript, which is a bit, um, that's, I don't want to say like out of character, but like her other ones, it's, you know, it's it's a lot of like internal dialogue and there's very little dialogue, um, which I think you have to be a really good writer to be able to accomplish that and still get those feelings that you got, like when you read Jane Austen. Um, but it made me think like, but maybe what if all of her other works, it was heavy on dialogue. And what if, you know, that was how she just wrote it first. And then she goes and rewrites it and it's, you know, different. And maybe she takes it out. Like, um, there's a lot that of, makes sense. think about how many scripts you and I have proofread. Oh boy. Where it's so heavy in dialogue and by the time that we edit it for our friends we've cut 30 pages off Uh and trimmed the fat i think that's exactly what it is where she didn't have the opportunity to go through her normal checks and balances and edits and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and we just got the rawest form that's why in the beginning i was like oh i would be so annoyed because it isn't what i would want to present to the public yet um and then when you have it like that so much and it's not a person you trust editing it the general public may not edit it to your satisfaction because they don't have the eye for editing like your trusted editor does oh yeah you know? I, so then there's way more way more room for interpretation and it may be an interpretation that you don't like <laughs> well for sure like i um so i grabbed a copy of sanditon with an essay by janet todd who has done a lot of commentary on Jane Austen. And she mentioned that I think it was Austen's niece. A lot of her family members actually tried to um, do like to finish it or do continuations. And one of them, I think it was her niece and I'm trying to find it, but she said something of basically like, you know, you can't compete with, like the real thing. Like I'm just an amateur. You can't compete with right. an invitation. Um, but yeah, it, and there's a lot of like, just kind of a style note. There's a lot of M dashes too, which was interesting. I won't, you just, you get curious or was it that she wanted to, I mean, we won't know this, but it's like, or was she wanting to just experiment with like different styles? I think every writer has that desire to sometimes do different things. And then people are like, no, that's terrible. But who knows? Um, but so 
Okay. Um, the thing I was impressed with is how close the beginning of Sanditon is with um, the, the show was with the book. It stayed pretty true, especially dialogue-wise. You know, you have um, Mr. Tom Parker and his wife who are on their way to Sanditon. And, um, you know, I noticed something, too, is that a lot of people actually ha get messed up ankles in Jane Austen um, uh, yeah. books. And so he, you know, <clears throat> is he stops wherever, wherever Charlotte lives. Um, the minute you said that, I thought persuasion. Isn't it where the one I, with the letter? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just funny. She's like sprained ankle, perfect. That's how. It, <laughs> that's that's how we're gonna mess this up. But you know, he's like, he, um, he they stop or he gets like he jumps off. Now I'm like going in between the two because I think there's a slight variation in the book. But um, he sprains his ankle and then the Haywoods take him in and nurse him back to health. I guess. Um, and they meet Charlotte, who they take with them, um, to Sanditon, this, like, beach spa town that they're trying to attract Londoners to, um, which in the, in the show, it was funny because when she showed up, people kept saying, like, okay, but how did you get here? Why were, why are you here? Which I just thought was really funny, like, why wouldn't you explain it a little bit more? Or was it like current commentary on like, yeah, it's really weird for a woman just to like go with some strangers to a new city. That was one of the things too. And mind you, I read the unfinished book a long time ago mm -hmm. when I was in college. So I may not remember it as vividly as I would back then, but the, that was one thing where you can tell it wasn't finished because everything wasn't flushed out yet. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that I was reminded of that when I watched the miniseries because it was like you just said, everybody just happened to be there all of a sudden with these character traits all of a sudden. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the argument between Sydney and Charlotte, uh, when I was like, why are you guys this mad at each other already? <laughs> like, <laughs> You're a perfect stranger. You know what I mean? Like it didn't, there wasn't, um, you mean when they first build. met? Like, yeah, I was just like, I get what's supposed to be happening because it's the normal rhythm. Yeah. But it, to me, it was a little bit jarring because it was just kind of like abrupt. Oh yeah. I mean, what he said to, what did he say to her? What was that first thing? It was like, um, I can't remember. Is it the part where he, she gave her opinion? so freely or he asked her of her opinion again it's all jumbled in my brain yeah it was yeah. just his response i was like whoa guys i was i remember i was like whoa like what a yeah dick. exactly I, I i remember writing i was like what a dick um <laughs> I, was I like, forgave him for so much because he was so hot i was like you know what guys he may have had a bad day <laughs> she was the straw that broke the camel's back Oh Whatever he did, I could forgive. I mean, I was like, he better have some redeeming qualities because he's very attractive. I um, did not even need his redeeming qualities. <laughs> as, long as, as long as he stayed that handsome and beautiful, I was like, he, he could really get away with murder. He could uh -huh. murder me and I'd be like, on my tombstone, 
probably deserved it. Like that's how <laughs> handsome he is. <laughs> well, I really, I like to, um, the, like the first time, oh, I guess, Ooh, I didn't even realize this. I will, will, will come back to this, but how he entered is how he left, how it ended. So she's on the, the cliffs walking with Mrs. Parker and, or it's very similar to how he left, um, or she left. Uh, and then, you know, there's this man coming on a horse or carriage or whatever he was. And, um, you know, they meet. And as soon as like he met Charlotte, I was like, oh my gosh, I know they're going to be together. Of course, duh. <laughs> but did you, I'm curious, like I bought into them, like as time went on, but it, she felt so young. Like it, there was something where I was like, no, like he's a, and I know the times were different and whatever, but there was just something about this where I was like, no, she looks like fresh baby young. I, I don't know. For, for me, I didn't catch on to that. I thought she's really innocent because she's like coming from her brood all of a sudden and plucked into this bustling town. Yeah. But the thing that I did notice is in the beginning, I knew that they're supposed to be together. But in the yeah. beginning, I didn't buy it because at first I was like, wait a minute, are they trying to make something going on with him and his charge? Uh, what was that girl's name? I thought the same thing. Um, yeah. Miss Lamb. Yeah, Miss Lamb. And then I was like, uh, wait a minute. And then it, for me, like I was saying in the beginning, everything wasn't flushed out yet. Like right. their character, their personalities weren't clear yet. Their intention wasn't clear yet. Clear yet. Like with Mr. Darcy, I knew exactly who he was. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? For here, like they had so many of you know so many similar traits and mannerisms and stuff like that but i just couldn't buy it yet till later on yeah yeah i mean it was um if that makes any sense and i because there was something about it it kind of reminded me and i'm not saying that like the acting was bad or anything but you know sometimes when you get a script for something and you're really trying to make it work. And you're like, I just don't know why they would be doing this right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of, that's a little bit of how it felt. Because I was like, why couldn't he just... No joke, Amanda, that, that's exactly what I thought too. Okay. In the first few episodes, I truly did. Because all of a sudden, they were introducing like one billion characters. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt like they had to get so much across. Um and, and they were just like, we're just going to do it with kind of like in a shitty improv scene where you have so much exposition at the top. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, for me, the miniseries, it, it definitely had, you had to get into it maybe by the fourth episode. And there was only eight of them, you know? Yeah, I mean, there kind of when everything settled and you're like, oh, okay. It's, or at least in my opinion, that's how I felt. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I'll say, too, with some Jane Austen novels, like, that that also happens, where you're like, mm -hmm. there's so many effing people. How am I yeah. supposed to keep this straight? But with this, it felt, um, I, and I think maybe seeing, like, that physical representation of it, it was like, what is going on? I didn't know, what is his name, Edward? Um, the weirdo. You know, I don't know people's names in real life. I know. Don't look at me. 
I know I'm, I'm looking in I'm looking in the book, but wait, Claire, um, the brother or the hat, the stepbrother and the stepsister. It's Edward. Oh yeah, those two are in love. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and that was like so weird. But with him, I was like immediately, I was like, no, he's a creeper. He is a yeah. creeper. Get away. Yes, Edward. Yeah, um, he was cast to perfection. <laughs> oh, for sure. He has that look. <laughs> His sister, I loved her. Like I, she was so believable. There was, I, I was, I was a little unsure though, because I felt like, oh great. Is she just going to be so mean that there's no redeeming qualities? But no, that's what made her special is even though when she was most like at her meanest, yeah, you still felt bad for her because she still had the humanity. Yes. In yes. Um, and then there was Clara miss Brereton or whatever um their cousin yeah who oh boy um was she their cousin or was she just a charge that I, no, i'm the, pretty sure she was related thing. to them somehow um but so the whole thing too was um that you know tom parker needed an investor and so that was mrs denham or lady denham who then mm -hmm. is has these people underneath her who um she has i think her only direct heir was edward and mm -hmm. so they're really trying to you know be her sole heir trying to make sure that they you know are are set for life and then you have edward and his stepsister who have this weird relationship where you're definitely like it's incestual um yeah incestuous um but they're not related by blood only right. by marriage yeah right. so you have that whole thing but you know tom parker needs an investor for um to build and i it was curious to me though like they're already in this town i don't i get that you would need money i get you would need an investor but it just seemed odd that like there's this only there's only one woman who could help you out and she was i think that's because the town was filled with people who are not paying into the town like it was filled with a bunch of workers and a bunch of people that don't have money but are there to populate it but you don't have people buying goods or services like when he was trying to bring the spa into town before oh, it was derailed God. yes you know like i think that's what it was is just you he didn't have people uh, there wasn't an economy yet i did look that up on the his that's in this janet todd book um about the seasides and like how they felt about salt water being able to cure things and that was that was a huge part of the society like at that time which i felt was really oh, yeah bad and walking through a forest those things <laughs> <laughs> i'm just thinking of like walt whitman um but <laughs> walking through a forest i'm telling you that will cure you of your diabetes of your heart disease, of all of it. Just one swift bristly, uh, bristle, what is the word? I can't say it. Brisk? Yeah, brisk walk, and then one hour of breathing in that salt air from the Atlantic, done, cured. <laughs> Next disease. Um, yeah, I. the thing I also, um, like, the thing I liked, too, was, um, 
you know, you have Sydney Parker, who is Charlotte's, you know, love interest. Also super hot, oh handsome God. young man. Oh, my word. Amanda, you have to say it right when you refer to him. Okay. <laughs> Do all the work here. <laughs> um, you know, the thing I, but the thing I also appreciated about, like, their character development was that, you know, you, you saw more and more of who he was and there were like little bits yes. in the beginning that gave you a little bit of indication. And also um, Jane Austen, like she wrote so much from her own experiences. Mm -hmm. So there was, um, she had a brother who, I believe her brother mm -hmm. um, made a lot of money during wartime. And, you know, the West Indies were something that came up a lot in her life. And so it was interesting that that was so much of Sidney Parker's story of that during the war, he went to the West Indies. That's supposedly where he made a lot of his money. There's this um, conversation about whether or not he believes in slavery, um, which, of course, it was, you know, you have Miss Lamb, who is from the Caribbean. Um, and it, they established, right, that her father was a slave owner and her her mother was a slave am i am right. i getting that right there was because it was very brief um but she i feel like that's what they alluded to in the movie but i can't remember in the book yeah that that was they didn't really even get there um i mean there was a little bit about her but it was curious to me that if her father was a slave owner that you know, she was a, that she was able to accumulate that wealth. So I don't think that's how it necessarily no, usually isn't it. If the father passes away, it goes to the next male heir. Right. Whether and they it's with your fourth cousin or whatever, but that was, that was the thing about it is in the beginning, they were giving us so much information, but none of it really flushed out. Yeah. What we were supposed to know. It was more like, here's everything that we know, take it or leave it. You know what I mean? Because she didn't have, you know, cause she wasn't able to fine tune it, but I felt like that's what made the first few episodes kind of hard for the audience. It was just like, uh, what's going on with these people now? Mm -hmm. And you kind of, like you said, had to fill in the holes yourself. Yeah. Um, Someone who I really liked, and I wasn't sure at first, I thought he was just such a minor character, and then he just totally took my heart, but was Lord Babington, who Sweet. became, you know, he's a friend of Sidney Parker's, um, I don't remember the other friend, but there's two friends, and they, you know, are supposed to also be able to attract London society to, um, to Sanditon, and, um, he, and then he, um, what is her, I can't think of her name, the sister, Edward's sister. It's not coming to me. And I'm looking in my book and I can't find it. But, um. Why did I think the whole time she was married to the heavyset guy? And then I found out they were siblings. <laughs> Wait, the big guy in her. Is no, that who you're talking about, about? Arthur. You're thinking about Arthur and Diana. Yeah. Um. No, like Arthur and he was like I'm always better when I've had more to drink in the morning or whatever and then he's um making toast in the that's 
Yeah, that's Tom and Sydney's. Yeah, that's what happens when you marathon it and want to go on an airplane. I know. <laughs> I'm sure people it all get yeah, jumbled. I mean, a lot, but a lot of them are really similar. Like a lot of her characters are pretty similar and they overlap. So it's super. I feel like it's easy to. But um, no, Edward's sister, whatever her name is, when her and Lord Babington um started talking and they have their, pardon me, um their romance. Oh, I'm following you now. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh my gosh, he's such an idiot. She's going to probably kill him or something. Like, I, I know that murder isn't really like a Jane Austen <laughs> thing. There, I just felt like, oh, it's not going to be good. And then... I liked him because he was resilient. Oh and my... he just wasn't buying any of her bull crap. And I think she didn't like him because he, was, he held up a mirror always. Mm-hmm. And every time she was around him, he just saw right through her. Yeah. And she knew that. That's yeah. what made their relationship and, you know, the cat and mouse fun to watch. Oh and he, like, I got to say, I mean, there was so much about him where I was like, now that's like a relationship you want, you know, because yeah. especially at that time, it you are like women are just property. I and mean, that's a huge thing about Jane Austen novels. Like you were just thrown around wherever. Um Especially when it became clear that something was going on with her and her brother. Yeah. And he saw through that and was like, he knew immediately that she was a victim in it. That yeah. she was getting played. And he was like, I don't care. Oh my God. I've when got he, you. When he came into the house and he's screaming. And yeah. I was like, <gasps> like that. I just, oh my gosh. I love, I love that scene. Um, and then he, he tells her later, he doesn't want to own her. Yeah. I mean, I think even now that's, you know, such a sexy thing if someone says that, because even though we think we're so evolved, there's still like this element, you know what I mean? Like, okay, but yeah, I'm- Yeah, there is nothing alluring about being possessed by another person, in uh, my opinion. No, no. Yeah. The, more you, the more you try and tell me like, oh, this is how you need to be, I'm like, I'm, okay, I'm going to be the opposite. Ooh, I get so petulant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, and then, okay, so the thing that I thought was like, I will say, I feel like once once you got into it, I feel like the cause and effect of this series, I was like, oh, snap. Like, it wasn't just like, these random plot things are happening. Yeah. Uh, you know, you had they hit their they hit their stride, and I feel like the writers had room to play now once they Got released themselves them. of the stress yeah. of like staying true to the book. Yeah, um, that's why, like when you were saying there's a petition for season two, I was like, oh my god, I hope it happens because towards the end of it, I got, I have faith in the writers and I also have faith in the story that they're creating. Oh, and I am now interested in these characters, and there's obviously so much more. Uh-huh. to do with them that I really hope that it does go forward. Okay. So also I got to tell you one of my favorite parts. And also if you're listening to this and you don't watch the series, but you've gotten this far, you need to go watch it. Cause we're going to ruin everything for you. But I'm um, listen, this thing is filled with spoilers. I don't know why you thought you'd listen to it. <laughs> not no spoilers. Okay. We finna spoil every part of the story. 
even me who barely remembers anything is dropping spoilers left and right. Y'all gonna turn this off if you haven't figured it out by now. <laughs> um, but oh my gosh, when they, when, um, okay, well, first of all, when Miss Lamb gets kidnapped and all of that, I was like, oh boy, this is, this is. That crazy. was intense. That was intense. That was a lot. And also I was like, okay, side note, when Charlotte gets attacked by that man in the alley, I was like. Yeah. Ooh, that was also intense. I, Cause I was like, it, she's not being, she's not able to fight him off. Like you just felt like it was such a losing battle. And then of course, Sydney Parker is right there. Just Amanda, do you know why that was way more intense for me? It's because again, as I was marathoning this, this was after you had texted me yeah. that big ass text. And oh I was my like, God. This came, I was, the no, whole time I was thinking, part, oh my like, God, they're really going to do this. No, 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 no. Oh my and, God. Oh and that's why God. I was freaking out. I was so happy when Sydney Parker was there. I was like, thank God. Oh my God. So every single time, anything like mild. Yes. Like and then when Miss Blam was kidnapped, I was like, no, no, no. Is this what Amanda was talking about? I almost had a heart attack so many times. I think your text made it worse. You know what, listeners, if you have yet to read the book or watch the miniseries, have Amanda text you what she texted me. And then watch it because it'll make the, the the whole thing way more suspenseful than it needs to be. <laughs> well, I for some reason I was like, no, like she'll know. Like I just said, I just finished it, and I'm so shook. Um, but that could have, I mean, it could have been anything. But yeah, no, I thought I was like, I kept thinking murder was going to happen. Like I, there was something because. It was, um, there were definitely like dark undertones, which I appreciate. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I mean, that's fine. But, um, oh my gosh, now I see. Because <laughs> <laughs> London, I was like, be well, also, um, I, when that guy took her, I was thinking, I was like, when did Jack the Ripper, like, come? Like, I, for some reason, and because there was crossover with other books, which was so exciting, but, um, I was like, oh my gosh, are they just gonna, like, throw a murderer in here, like, Jack the Ripper, um, you know, down some, like, creepy alley, but that's not what happened. Um, but this was, now that we're talking about it, I feel the darkest Jane Austen book. Well, maybe North... Well, adaptation, because, like, none of that was in the... <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've had ghosts and haunts and, like, haunted um, stories, but this may be the darkest. Because yeah. I don't remember ever any um, talk about the slave trade or a potential rape scene. Um, no, and again, that was all their stuff that they added. Um, oh, it wasn't in, even in, I wasn't even in the book. No, um, so see now there has to be a season two. They took so many liberties. They it's did. I mean, there was like very little about like I think Sydney working like abroad or something with that, and they mentioned a little bit about Miss Lamb being from the West Indies, like, but it was very very little. Um, they did have the part where. Arthur talked about drinking and making toast, though, which I think is really funny um, in the book. But um, 
Yeah, well, because also they went to a brothel and then they're like, oh, hi, Mr. Parker. And I was like, ah, no. I, I, was <laughs> I was like, so somebody mad. is a regular. Somebody I is a regular here. So mad, like super casual, like, hey, yeah, we're just at a brothel. I'm like, Amanda, he's a man of his times. This he's isn't a man a of his Reynolds times. movie, okay, Sasha? <laughs> <laughs> like, he was the Burt Reynolds of his time. Oh my gosh, I was so not, I was so, I was like, <laughs> and they're like, oh, is, are you, you know, oh, you don't come here now? And then they point to Charlotte. I was like, oh, yes, because, you know, the child bride will make him change all of his ways, which I'm not hating on Charlotte, but it was just funny because she looked very young in that scene and he looked like a man. Um, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, okay. So I think honest to God, he was born looking like a man. Um, that's just, that's just how he looks. Like he was, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it to you. As a fan of his for a long time, he looks the same. He hasn't <laughs> aged in any way. That's just how he looks. So you think that Theo James, when he was like four, he looked like a baby man, like. Absolutely. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so then they're in London and they're also, um, they leave though, right? They come back and then they go to London again. There's another trip to London. Um, Didn't he go by himself and she was there or was that the second time? So I think that, Oh man, now I can't remember. I'm sure someone's yelling at the thing, being like, "It was that first. Sorry, man, it was that second time." Um, They're probably like, "Why is Sasha even on this?" She doesn't remember. Yeah, she doesn't know anything. <laughs> she doesn't know people's names. Um, Guys, here's the deal. This is actually an ad for Ginkgo Biloba, the vitamin <laughs> <laughs> for your brain efficiency and memory. <laughs> I'm the telltale signs of someone not taking it. That okay? was like the best. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, Amanda's known me long enough to know that I don't remember anything. <laughs> okay. I think it was the second time because the first time she just went there by herself to find Miss Lamb because she felt guilty. And I think the second time, because they... Um, the first time is no, she went by herself, no. but he, he came to rescue her when she was about to get assaulted. No, 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 no. Okay, so it was all the same time. Miss Lamb just didn't come with them to that ball. And Tom Parker was already there. Because remember, they, they, her and Miss Lamb stay with at the Parkers. And Miss um, Lamb is like at the house and she doesn't come to this ball or whatever because Tom Parker was there to try and drum up business for Sanditon, like more business um, for the um, regatta. So that's two different events though then, right? So, but it was the same trip. Okay. So... Charlotte follow so Charlotte went to go try and find Miss Lamb whatever and um, and then you know the alley thing happened Sydney Parker saves her they go look for her and then they find her um, they track her down um, mm -hmm. with that big weird man but then they bring her back to London and they stay in Tom Parker's house do you remember this and they come back and he's they like oh get her from they rescue her from the carriage and then they go where so they go back to London. <laughs> Sounds like you're like looking something up. No, the sound went out. So I was like, what? Oh, okay. No, no, no. 
so they go back to they go back to London and remember they come in the house and Sydney's with them and you know like Miss Lamb looks all you know of course like not happy um and so they they take her upstairs but then they go to um they have that ball Tom Parker was trying to get business and so then they see Lord Babington whatever Oh my god, I don't remember any of that. Okay. What? And so I'm pretty sure it was this whole time. I know there were two different, but there were two different balls that they went to. There was a bunch of balls. I feel like the the ball, I just, I don't remember the mood being this way. You know what I mean? Like the way they were at the ball... Maybe I'm thinking of the second ball where they were, he was so excited to see her and wanted to dance with her. Oh, that's the last one. No, this is where she, I'm fairly certain because this is where she meets Lady Susan. Was that not the last ball? No, the last ball. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <That> was, oh. <laughs> no, where is the snort? <laughs> No! Oh my gosh, Sasha! No, because remember, like, ah! <laughs> oh, this is making oh, me laugh so hard. Going I should have watched it one more time. Tom Parker going around with his stupid business cards, like telling people, and then you see people throwing his business card on the ground, and it's the masquerade ball. And ah, uh, yes, Amanda, I remember now. Good job describing it. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, I guess I should have just said masquerade ball at the beginning. Actually, um, what reminded me is that old man throwing his business card on the floor because I thought that was still funny. <laughs> that was so good. Um, because then Charlotte like steps away. Um, like her and you know Sydney have like this moment, but she steps away because there's just too many people. There's too much whatever, and then she meets Lady Susan. Yes, out in that room or balcony, yeah. Oh my gosh, and I knew that. I just knew, like, as soon as she goes, Susan, I was like, ah! It's Lady Susan! Um, <laughs> for those who don't know, a character from another, um, say, like, a fragment. It's like a more fragmented work of Jane Austen, because it's just like that collection of letters or whatever. Um, it's like one chapter. Yeah. But I, oh my gosh, I love that. And then their whole exchange, and then when he comes in and he's like, I, can I, do you want, yeah, whatever, ask about her to dance. And I'm like, oh my God, take me, take me now. <laughs> and they have that really like, oh my gosh, I loved it when they were dancing. And then his stupid ex, fiance, whatever, Ugh. showing up and ruins it. And I was like, and that was the end of that episode. And I was very angry. <laughs> um, and then you have the regatta, which Lady Susan comes to, and they build sandcastles, and it's like to, you know, get people to come to stand attend, like, you know, a big press thing. Um, and Mrs. whatever her name was. What was her name? Uh, why, you why know what, that? though? Lady Susan was more likable in this than she was in that collection of letters. <laughs> That's just a sidebar. I really liked her. I really, really liked her. And um, Miss Yeah, this I liked her a lot. In the collection of letters, it's not as um she's not as likable in it. 
Agree. Mrs. Campion. I remember. Mrs. Campion was her name. Is Sydney Parker's ex-fiance or whatever. Um. Uh, I will refer to her henceforth as the widower. Or the widow. <laughs> the okay. widow. So the widow. Um, yeah. But she and she shows up and um, because. Yeah, her husband passed away, so that's the only reason why she's coming back around Sydney Parker. How convenient! And from apparently, the she has a lot of money. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm like, bye, get out of here. There was nothing. I, you know what? When she, um, there's that part where they are un like they're under the tents or whatever, and Charlotte's with Lady Susan, and that lady comes over and said something about, um, oh, what are we talking about? And then um, basically made the assumption that Charlotte doesn't read or, you know, she's pretty stupid, basically. Um, and then Charlotte, it kind of, it felt a little bit Eminem-like of um, the last rap battle where she's like, you know what? I am a farmer's daughter. And, you know, like saying all of this stuff that she is before anyone else can say it in some way. Um, although like, you know, you don't have Brittany Murphy in the back, in the audience or whatever. And of all the right. things you did. Can... <laughs> 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 I was like, what? You know what I'm saying though. Like she tried. I to know, but I was like, of all the references. <laughs> of all the references, man, that, that rap battle was so good. Um, <laughs> Don't you think about rap battles when you think of Jane Austen? Who Always. Are you? you and I are on the same page, friend. <laughs> um, but you know, okay, so you know what's funny is, so my mom, she started watching it, and then, so it was the next episode, or it was like, yeah, it was the next episode where I was, I think it was like the last episode. Um, and I was so upset and she's like, well, I don't understand because I watched it and <laughs> she watched this episode where like at the end, she goes, I felt hopeful for their relationship. And I was like, fucking wait, just wait till the next one because you are so angry. Um, but they, um, they had, what was their, I was, now I'm trying to think, I'm like, what was their tender moment? There was like a, oh, he, oh, 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 Sydney, um, he loses the, um, the, the crew, they, they rode crew or whatever, I don't know what you call it. Back what are you saying? Say it again. What? You know, when they, they, <laughs> it's going to sound so bad, people are like, what the, are, are they talking about? Um, the robo, <laughs> I'm just kidding, like the robo race, but it's like they were doing crew, I guess, essentially. Oh the, yeah, in the water. Yeah, and then there's the 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 town man, the the who, hot town man. Oh, oh my gosh, she was no. Amanda, learn how to introduce a hot leading man into <laughs> this chat, for God's sakes. I'm doing the Lord's work here. The hot townie, yes, we are on board. Continue. Oh, um, yes. Rest in peace to his father. Oh my gosh. Well, so he, um, you know, he likes Charlotte, and then they go on this walk, and she—I don't know. Anyway, there's a lot of walks and stuff. That's how it's funny because you said that before, and then now I'm like, that's why they're all in good health. They're all just walking. Um, but so he likes Charlotte, but you know, he knows that Charlotte likes Sydney, and so they have this rowboat race. Um, and the hot town man wins and then 
I like it, but I, I mean, oh my gosh, the part where he shakes Sydney's hand and then not like that. They got Sydney's brother on that boat, adding at least <laughs> sixty pounds more than that other boat. <laughs> I can say that as someone who would add weight to a boat. Oh my gosh, when I saw that the race wasn't fair. I was like, they are, they're very close with these also other like very athletic men who have to work regularly. That's interesting. Yes. Um, you know, fiction. But um, but then, you know, the hot town man says, you know, to Sydney, like, because he won the prize, you know, this, I don't know, trophy that means nothing. Um, and you remember what he said though he didn't win it for the trophy he wanted a different prize i know (laughs) he wanted a different i was like oh my gosh he wanted he really wanted charlotte and then charlotte thinks that um sydney is going to be with mrs campion and then he comes into the into the house and he tells her that um he oh shoot now he went to london by herself he didn't go with her stop it yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I remembering that wrong she again? <laughs> no, she left. That's right. She left. But and that we need a conference call your mom and get her on this um <laughs> no, book you, club you, podcast. You think we're struggling? She's gonna keep saying like she doesn't she's gonna be ten times worse than I am. Oh she's really bad. Um but uh <laughs> hi mom. But um but no, he said something about how he feels the most himself when he's with her. Yes. Oh my gosh. And I was like, uh-huh. Okay. So are we going to like make out yet or what? Because I can only hope. He's like, that's all. And then the next episode, oh my gosh. I, I, I was so excited because they go on a walk. Um, they walk all around town um, to the and cliff. end up at the top of that mountain. Oh my God. and make out and I was like okay finally but then I was like can we have a sidebar real quick yeah how bad do you want to be in his gaze like when he looks did you know that so Mrs. Campion the his ex-fiance is actually his wife in real life um Sasha wait I hear you Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. Are you for real? Yes. That's his wife in real life. Yes. Because, you know, I always have to, I always Google people and I'm like, who are they? Where are they from? What happened? And yeah, that's his wife in real life. Wow, wow, wow. Does it ruin it for you? (laughs) I have lots of things that I want to say that I'm going to be quiet about right now. <laughs> but yeah. Wow. So, um, so anyway, so that's. Wow. But yes, I would want to be in his gaze. He just, his gaze is like my favorite. Oh my gosh. There's just so much about him. Like he, whew, um, both ladies at the end of the, the day are very lucky to be in the presence of someone God took so much time creating. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Um, well, it's yeah. going off the rails, Amanda. Oh my it's going off the rails. Listen, 
Okay. No, but so then they have this final ball where, um, he is, oh my gosh, like the way that he's looking at her and the tension between them at this freaking yes. ball, I was like, uh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I love this, but can you guys just go make out or can something happen? Cause, um, <laughs> but, um, and then Mr. Hot Town Man, he gets into a fight with his dad at the same time mm -hmm. the ball's happening and he's telling him like, you need to stop working cause they're finishing this last big building or whatever for the town. And it's like this big feat and everybody's excited about this. Oh, side well, note. he wants his son to be happy with the life he was born into and his son wants so much more. And that I think is like in the beginning of the arguments that we saw in the tension between him and his pop, it was his son wants so much more than what he was born into. And his father is like, why look at me. I've had a great life with what I've been given. You should be thankful for your place and not try to want more. Yeah. And his son is constantly wanting more. You know, the job that he had was more than his place. The potential job, I think he wanted to be an architect, right? Okay, but can we also talk about how they have that scene where it's like Charlotte knows about like architecture? That's what I'm telling you. These characters, in the it just is a lot to... We had to suspend our disbelief a lot and just oh, get on board. That was what the whole thing was about because it just made me laugh where it was like, oh, of course she knows about architecture. And she's well, that's like, because as Sydney alluded to, she reads so many books. Yeah, but that, listen, I read a lot of books, okay? And that doesn't mean I know anything about architecture. You know what? I'm going to also piggyback that and say I also read a lot of books, but it doesn't matter if you can't remember anything. Again, product placement for Ginkgo Biloba <laughs> is a supplement that everyone should take. Amanda, you should really see if you can get this as an advertiser. Get them as one. Oh, okay. I'm just going <laughs> to... Just play them this podcast. They'll understand, They'll understand. that I need it. <laughs> no, I think that it's about Hot Town Man, whatever his name is. Um, that We're is really objectifying the males in this um, story. <laughs> we are, but you know what? There was male nudity in this. Yeah, if uh huh, that's right. If you're listening to this and you were like, oh, I don't even, I was just going to listen to this, so I kind of know what this show is about, and then I'll do the cliff notes. Nope, you need to watch it because there's male nudity. And it's it. And listen to me. I wish he really worked on hard on his body for us to appreciate it. So the least we can do is enjoy it, <laughs> rewind it, and watch it many times in appreciation of his hard work. Okay. Exactly. Glad we're all on the same page. Exactly. Also, you see that body coming out of the water. Oh my! Oh. And walking that's... slowly on a beach. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. You're like, hmm, I need to. But Not I, a beach, but a sand. What do you call that on the side of a lake? The land? Um, Anyways. <laughs> um, no, I'm pretty sure it is just the beach. Because <laughs> you're at the ocean. I can't remember if it was the ocean or it was that like place where the regatta was. Um. Oh, you mean like the... No, well, so that was like, a, like inland... Is it a regatta or a regalia? Oh, my a brain. A regatta galia. <laughs> I think this is the most fun I've had on a podcast in a long time. 
I love how you say that. Like, yeah, because I'm on podcast every single week. And no, on the podcast with you all the time was always fun. But this time, I'm just really, because I'm still jet lag and don't remember anything. It's more fun because I'm giving you nothing and you're working so hard <laughs> by yourself because I'm really just throwing, just, I'm really ruining the, um, the mechanics of it all. And it's fun to watch you bring it back every time. <laughs> it's like when you're on stage with someone, you're like, man, you know, they always say like, oh, you should be able to improvise with anybody. <laughs> that's a hundred percent what it is and now it's fun because now that's the game <laughs> it's like oh, i don't know yeah he was oh uh, yeah. keep dodging my bullets <laughs> um but no so hot town man um mm -hmm. no i think i i think that's total that's so accurate it's funny though that he's just dying to get out of this town the people like tom parker are just trying to get people too you know, from mm -hmm. like the different, um, whatever. You know what though? I don't think he would want, I don't think it's a matter of that town as much as it is a matter of his birth. Like if he could be in that town with a different birth, like in a class that he yeah. likes, I think he'd be a participant of it. Yeah. You know, maybe the whole goal altogether is to come back with more, you know, like with a title and with money. But at that time, it was very much, you were born into your class. You're, it was disgusting, the notion of trying to work out of it. You know what I mean? Because even if you did, you know, let's say you made a shit ton of money as a merchant or a cobbler, you still wouldn't have a title or the notoriety or the birth of well, someone. There's only class. like, you know, especially like apprenticeships. I mean, they were very limited. Like he had to, you know, you apply for it. Like it's not just this unpaid internship, you know, that if you kind of think about it now, people are like, oh, cool. You have an internship. You're an apprentice. It doesn't mean anything, but it did. Um, it and kind of tells you how exceptional he was at what he did. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to have a hot apprentice. <laughs> God, tell me about it. Um, but so anyway, so he has this fight with his dad, and then um, the building that his dad was like finishing painting or whatever, it all burns down, and that also keeps Sydney from proposing to Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, their steamy balcony scene! I was like, oh, I'm so here for it. And then that, <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm ready. Like, are you guys gonna go? Where are you gonna go? What's happening? He also had a steamy balcony, see, uh, balcony scene in the movie Divergent. Just for the listeners okay. who enjoy steamy balcony scenes <laughs> starring Theo James. Okay, perfect. A little treat, a little treat. Okay. Um, and I knew, like, I knew something was going to happen, honestly, like, but I didn't know what, I knew he, I knew the dad was probably going to die. I mean, that fire was crazy. But, um. I, for some reason, I didn't think they had insurance then, because that was what happens. Like, oh, you, Sydney was like, oh, well, Tom, you have insurance, so it'll be fine. And he's like, I don't have insurance. I was like, is this an insurance commercial? Because um, that could have been a liberty of the writers from modern day times. Yeah, it would have been like, like, you know what, this thing needs insurance claims. 
I, and, then, <laughs> and, then, and then they talked about it. You know I, what though? Um, uh, touching on um, uh, Sydney not being able to propose to Charlotte because of the fire. This, in all actuality, is Charlotte's fault because oh. many scenes prior, she was. They were talking about you know what her opinion is. She was like good at reading people, and she would read everyone, and then she read him, and then. After, you know, he started having feelings for her, he really tried to be a better brother. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when he was like going back to London to see if he can get a loan for his brother and doing all these things and really working hard. He honestly did a selfless, a selfless thing by, you know, getting with the widow because he We're knew that I was... Oh, spoiler alert again, guys. How many times do I have to tell you we're going to spoil it? No, I know, you? but like the insurance thing is why, you know, and so then Sydney had to go and help Tom with all of I know, that. but the fact that the fact that he didn't get to propose if he if there was no fire, he would have, but then the question is what would he have done later if he already proposed to Charlotte mm -hmm. still having to make the decision to help his brother? Mm -hmm. I think he would throw in wrenches out in, huh? He would have had a, they, something else would have had to have been figured out. I don't know. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I was just like, one, it's his fault that he's that it's her fault for him being so selfless, and two, what oh. would have happened had the fire not taken place? <laughs> you know what, Charlotte? It's your fault that you made me a better man. So I want yeah. my brother. He just lived his life hot, doing whatever he wants. But now he has to be hot and a good man. It's all her fault. It's all well, her fault. Yeah, so he goes to London to try and get, you know, funding. And he tells her, they have, oh, my gosh, that moment with them at the carriage. And it's like, oh. right? I was like, oh, my gosh. I was really happy to see that he did show up to the carriage. Oh. No, this is, he's going to London at this point. Um, I see. I jumped ahead again. <laughs> I keep I'm like, no, like, you're just at the end. You're just like, no, but they have that. Thing. Like, when I come back, I have something I have to talk to you about. And I was like, yes, you do. And then she's waiting. Okay, so also, something fun fact um, she, Charlotte is waiting for Sydney to come back, whatever. And she's right around, like, right before he comes back, she's writing a letter to her sister about, like, oh, oh yes. I'm so sure. embarrassing, yes. I'm sure that, you know, I'm going to have some very exciting news for you, blah, blah, blah. Well, so I remember that. that also happened to Jane Austen. So she. Oh, yeah. The guy that she wanted to be with, but her, his family was opposed to it because she didn't have anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she had said that, I think to her sister, that she was going to have some very exciting news and then it never happened. So I was like, Oh, that's, Ooh, that was good. I mean, they pulled in some, some good things cause that hurts. I mean, to be writing that. And then she comes down and he says that he's engaged to Mrs. Campion. Stupid. Yeah. She goes home empty handed for sure. Yeah. Well, and then, so Lord Babington and what's her face, um, <laughs> sister Denham, um, they get married. I loved that. But then she has to see Sydney and his stupid fiance together. Um, and then Charlotte leaves. It's the end of the summer, which 
I was also like the end of the unfinished work as well. I mean, okay. So we can now we can go to the carriage part. So that's what I was saying. It it's funny that it ended how it began. Like she met him on the cliffs, you know, like he was on um this time he's like trying to stop her or whatever, but this look but before he was like the one who was coming into town. What was painful is even though he showed up at the carriage, he said goodbye. Uh, Like he was like, you know what I mean? Like he wanted to make clear that he loved her and he didn't love the widow, et cetera, et cetera. And then, but it was just like, he actually said goodbye to her. He didn't try to make her stay. They just both accepted the, you know, their situation at that time. And I feel like that was even more sad to me. Um, listen, if I'm okay, Let's, if I'm Charlotte and I am leaving town because just shit got fucked up, okay? And <laughs> I mean, like, the whole time, like, I honestly, like, I was so into it. Like, I was crying. I was like, no, this isn't how it's supposed to end. I think I was just mad. And um, then when I heard the horse thing, I was like, oh, my gosh, okay, okay. But then when you could just tell, he's like, but I just couldn't have you leave without me saying goodbye. I was like, fuck you, Sydney Parker. No, no, I'm not here for this. And then when he was trying to say like, but I don't love her. And then Charlotte's like, you don't, you can't say that. Like you're marrying her. So Mm -hmm. you have to go. And I was like, this is no, this needs to burn in a fire somewhere. (laughs) Nope. So then that's immediately when I texted you and then, and I just remember staring at, I was like, are you kidding me? This is not, (laughs) this is not how Jane Austen ends. I know. That's why there has to be a season. The the writers really have to just go on their own now and create the rest of this world. They've been given the guidelines and the roadmap to do so. So Andrew Davies said that it was originally supposed to be two seasons, but they, no one signed on for it like no network has. So if you liked it, go find the petitions. It's on change.org um, and just make your there's, there's no way that Masterpiece Classic or Masterpiece Theater wouldn't buy it because here's the deal. Poldark just wrapped season five and then that series is over right now. And they have a couple of others, but none of their shows are as big a hit as this one was. Well, there has to be a season two. There's no way that the network is not going to buy it. I, I don't know. They keep saying that they don't have plans right now, even though they're very thankful for people watching. I'm like, this is some bull crap. You know what, Amanda? I'm going to just go ahead and call the network. Okay. Listeners, don't you worry your pretty little heads. Old Sash is going to take care of this for all of us. Perfect. Okay? Did you, you heard did, did how you passionate I am on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you used did you used to work at PBS amongst all of your millions of jobs? You never know, guys. I may remember that I did. <laughs> <laughs> you could have been security, you could have been you really don't know a Sasha. Um, I could have been a page there, who knows, a runner, we'll see. Probably. I'll jog the old memory to see if I have any connections. Um, so, well, I, and then it's not, not even fair to be like, so what do you like more, the series or the book? Because the book is like 12 chapters. Um, but what would you hope, okay, how about we do this? What would you hope for season two, like, to happen? 
like character development. Oh yeah, and also Edward, we didn't even talk about Lady Denim. She um she is dying and then Edward and his cousin do things on her parlor floor and he had to get a new floor that's the yeah. type of stuff that they did oh my gosh but she and she's on her deathbed and then comes back to life um, i thought that was super funny that to me honest to god was maybe yeah. one of the funniest scenes in yeah. the whole thing oh my gosh like i lady denim i'm like here for it i'm like oh yes like she i just love how Oh. You know what, though? I wasn't a fan of hers, though, in the beginning at that no. dinner when she had everybody there with Miss Lamb. No. And she was all, oh, I get to say this, because uh, she was so annoying. She had such an opinion, but she didn't like the fact that Miss Lamb had an opinion. And then when Lady Denham um, was defending her own self for the way she behaved, she was like, I get to have an opinion. It's like, no, not when it's at the disservice of someone else. Yeah. I didn't like her. In the beginning. No, but, but I grew to like her at the end. Coming back from the dead so her crappy <laughs> family doesn't get her doesn't get her will because they found it and then they burned it. And then that was actually also the turning point for um the sister for me yeah. to like the sister as well, I think. Yeah. And then that was that scene that she had at the deathbed. Even she was honest about you know, when she was like um, basically talking about the kind of life that Lady Denham had lived and the fact that nobody was there, you know, yeah. and then she wished her really to have a pleasant send off and a happy afterlife. Um, her candor there made me also like her for, I guess, so for me, that scene for the both of them was the turning point for me to like both of those characters. Yeah. Well, because then, and then that was when like around the t when Lord Babington comes in and yelling and at that time I was thinking Lord Babington go find somebody else she's gonna ruin your life yeah but it was that was but that was the moment for me where I began to root for those two characters and then in turn I felt that she deserved Lord Babington because he was gonna be healing for her yeah I love their love like they there were so many things about them um that i would hope so like for season two i would hope to see more character development of them um edward just leaves and clara leaves because they get disowned so i didn't know if when i was thinking about it i didn't know if she, her plan was to bring them back in some way to muck up the works or if they were just writing off you know into the sunset of their, you know, just unfortunate rest of their lives. It's yeah. just interesting because normally in a book, when you have characters like that, they stay through the end somehow. But this one, I, I didn't know if they were just kind of wrapped up, like that's it, they're gone and the story moves on without them. I mean, who knows? Um... I don't know how you would continue with them but i just i don't know well um but then clearly sydney would come back and be with charlotte that's what andrew davies who did the series said that there would be a happy yeah, ending that's a hundred percent like when you see the ending you know to yeah. me the way they ended it says hey there's gonna be a season two because there's so much more to talk about and do i guess my hope 
for season two is to flush out the characters a little more. Mm-hmm. And um, is it flush or flesh out? <laughs> God, I really feel like I my brain is at a at its I most efficient say, time would, right now. I would say flesh. Yeah, that's what I meant. So anytime I didn't say it, guys, just put no. the correct words in its place. Um, I would like to see that, though. I want to see where the characters go. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just so much more story to tell. Yeah, for sure. They could honestly, I'm not even thinking just a season two. I think they could really go, if they take their time and don't rush things, um, I really think they could go, and it's only eight episodes episodes per season I think they could go to season four or five honestly what I have to wait four or five seasons to see Charlotte and Sydney be together that is unacceptable that's how it is though (laughs) (laughs) that's the roadmap for any masterpiece um, classic and theater uh miniseries that's no, how they because do you know what would happen is that then she would decide that she um is going to come like she, somehow she gets back to stand attention to me with hot townie for a bit they mm-hmm. get engaged or something or you know maybe they get married and she gets pregnant and then he dies or something because if you think about it what's the point of his character well i mean clearly. he hasn't really reached the potential no. That his character is supposed to have. Like, he's supposed to cause some disruption, but he hasn't. Well, I mean, he said mean things to his dad before he died. Maybe that's a disruption. I know, but that's not, he's not, they're not, a, they're like a D story. Nobody's reading the book for his d- dad drama. This he, has to, he has to serve a purpose no, to the lead. Oh my gosh. So... Okay, so that's where you want it to go. Yeah, I'll be sure to let PBS know about all of our thoughts and concerns and hopes and wishes, guys. Perfect. And also make sure that you reach out to your Ginkgo Biloba contact so they can- Yeah, this podcast was brought to you by them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I hope they come back for season two. and, you know, if you haven't watched the series, just watch it anyway. I hope you all enjoy this commentary. Yeah, and give it some time. It will take, like, two or three episodes to get into the rhythm. I would say, honestly, now that it's over, just marathon it all together. Yeah. And it'll be fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, Sasha, thank you so much. <laughs> You're very welcome. You worked really hard today. <laughs> Well, I'm just, I'm glad that we got to talk about, I was so excited because, um, I mean, also years ago, you gave me this Jane Austen five-year journal Mm -hmm. and I wrote in it like 20 times. And then I was like, this, I'm not going to write in this every day, but I do (laughs) like to pull it out and I read it sometimes. It's really great. But, um, I just love that you love Jane Austen and I'm glad that we got to talk about all of this stuff, even though it was mostly about a masterpiece theater um, rendition of an unfinished work. So it wasn't a lot of hers and you forgot what was in her book, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> Not only did I forget what was in the book, I forgot what was in the <laughs> masterpiece classic edition, which I just watched. <laughs> 
At the time that I gave you that gift, I had such a better memory. We wow. used to talk about all the books in detail. Now I can't. You're like, they're all the same, right? They're just all the, but you know, fun fact for people who um, don't know anything about Jane Austen so much. I said this last, um, last week. Um, but Hallmark movies are pretty much all Jane Austen uh, renditions. Basically, like every Hallmark movie to some degree, or most movies, are just all. I'm a Hallmark ho. You know how much we love Hallmark movies. Well, because they had, and I mentioned this last week in the episode, but it was like, you know, Pride and, you know, Pemberley Place or whatever, but it's all just. I cannot stand that pride in whatever episode, uh, Hallmark movie about the dog and the the dog show. It's so bad. <laughs> Even uh, though it has that hot guy, I, Ryan Pavey, I can't do it. Oh my gosh. So what if, <laughs> what if, what if he showed up in Sanditon? What if Ryan Pavey? Listen, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Put Andrew Walker and Brandon Penny in it too. I'm ah! here for it. Oh my gosh. We, okay. We, what we need to do is this is our next thing for a future book club. We need to find a book that Hallmark has made into, or we'll pick one of them. I guess if it's. Oh Jane my Austen. God. You really, really have to pick a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Cause that can go downhill so fast. <laughs> I feel like people might appreciate it, but cause I mean, it's really you know who you should have as a guest your father oh no because listen he is also a number one hallmark ho just like us yes he every single time i'm there or i'm like oh yeah you know i'm watching this one he's like oh who's it with and you say like two words oh yeah yeah, yeah. and then she owns the bakery <laughs> which is like all of them and then he is the airplane pilot and blah 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 and whatever and they end up on a tulip farm trying to save the wine company yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh and but also you forgot that um she is a single mom of course Right, and then they were high school sweethearts. Yes, but now she's in New York. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they ended up in Montana on the ranch, that, that's how it works. <laughs> well, you can only enjoy this, guys, if you watch Hallmark movies. <laughs> well, and then also they inherit. She inherited the ranch from like her great aunt, who she used mm -hmm. to spend summers with but you know hasn't talked to in years and then there's just this hot ranch hand inter ryan who she does not get along with at all no, no. they never see eye to eye until no. they say i do at the end <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh well i hope you guys enjoyed this <laughs> <laughs> Um, and if you're not already subscribed to the Babe Cave Book Club, go to amandafollick.com and you can sign up. There's also free gifts over there. Um, and Sasha, you the best. Thank you. You the best. Clearly, because you didn't do anything. No. <laughs> I know, right? 
I'm literally here for my looks, as you guys can all appreciate on this podcast. <laughs> and also, oh, thank yeah. you guys for listening to us and having a good time with us. We appreciate it. Appreciate it. And um, can't wait to be with you soon. Bye. Bye.